So excited to see all of you back in person next Sunday. But today, January 1st, it's one of my favorite days of the whole year. And the fact that it falls on Sunday makes it one of my favorite Sundays because I love the changing of the years. I love it because it gives me a boost of new energy. It represents new goals and new dreams and a new vision. It gives me a chance to personally evaluate where I am as a person and then to make some adjustment and changes. It also serves as a marker uh, in my life in many different ways. A marker for me physically and spiritually and emotionally. For many people, a new year represents a brand new start, a new start to getting in shape, a new start to uh, some new spiritual disciplines, a, a new start to being a better husband or wife or parent, a, a fresh new start to ministry involvement or small group involvement here at Westridge Church. The Bible says that God is into new starts. The Apostle Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Then he writes in Colossians chapter three, verse 10, he says, and having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of our creator. And then in Lamentations chapter three, verse 22 through 23, it says this, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail and they are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. That means that God's mercies are brand new for us every single day. The Bible also talks about God giving new strength to his children. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah says that, that those who let the Lord be the focus of their lives are gonna find renewal. They're gonna find this renewed sense of strength for their lives. They're gonna be uplifted spiritually and emotionally. Even though they, they may face the, the tough rigors of life and go through, through some really tough times, God's strength will help them to endure. Now, I don't know about you, but I need that kind of strength for my life in 2023. That's the kind of fresh new start I need every single day. So how can we keep our focus honed in on the Lord so that we can experience a new start, not only just every single day, but also for this new year. Here are four decisions that can help you to make a new start for the new year. First of all, you need to be honest about your presence. Philippians chapter three, verse 13, and Philippians three is where we're gonna be hanging out for the next several minutes together. But Philippians chapter three, verse 13, the apostle Paul writes, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Now let me stop right there for just a moment. What is the it that Paul says he has yet to take hold of. It's Christ-likeness, Christ-likeness. Paul is talking about true, complete godliness in its final form with no room for improvement. What a goal. Here's Paul, the spiritual giant of his day, and he makes it really clear that he has a long way to go spiritually. He still has some spiritual mountains to climb. He's not, he's not quite there yet, and he's willing to be really honest about it. Quite honestly, it's encouraging to, to see someone like Paul being honest about his present circumstances and being willing to admit that he's not quite hit the mark yet. That kind of gives all of us hope, right? It makes him seem a little bit more human, doesn't it? Author Chuck Swindoll says this, he says, we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world surrounded by imperfect people who continue to model imperfections on a daily basis. But for Paul, every day, was a day that counted in his spiritual walk. Here's what he says in Philippians chapter three, verse 11. I'm gonna read it from the Living Bible because it just kind of packs a punch. He says, so whatever it takes, 
I will be one who lives in the fresh newness of life of those who are alive from the dead. Paul says, whatever it takes, I'm gonna make it count for Christ. I'm gonna make this day, every single day count for Christ. So, so let me give you a new start goal, the first one of four that I'm gonna give you. I wanna encourage you to adopt a seize the day attitude. Decide that you are not gonna waste one moment of this life that God has given you. You're gonna make every second, every minute, every hour, every day count for Jesus Christ. Paul says in Ephesians chapter five or 16, he says, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. So how do you make the most of every opportunity? You look at your present situation and with all honesty, you ask yourself a few questions. Is there any bitterness that I'm holding on to that's hindering my walk with Christ? Is there any unforgiveness that, that maybe you're harboring that, that has closed the channels between you and God? Is there any sin in your life that maybe up until this moment you have just refused to deal with? Are there some pride issues in your life that, that are just kind of hanging on and they just keep dogging you and they're nagging you. See, all of those cause us to just simply waste time, waste precious time. A new start requires facing your present and being totally honest about yourself and saying, God, I'm not gonna waste another moment with this one life that you have given me, pridefully holding on to unconfessed sin or unconfessed bitterness. Or maybe I'm tired of, of this lukewarmness in my relationship with you. I'm tired of this rut. I'm tired of this slump. I'm tired of, of spinning my wheels. Lord, that's how I came out of 2022. I wanna go into 2023, Lord, just making every single day count. So I wanna be really honest about what's going on in my life in the present. But here's the second thing. Here's the second decision we have to make. We gotta forget about the past. Here's what Paul says in Philippians 3.13. He says, but the one thing I do forgetting what is behind me. And one of the things I love about the Apostle Paul's writing in the New Testament is that sometimes he liked to use athletic terms because it was very relevant to the times. It's relevant to our times, right? The Greek phrase that he's using for forgetting what is behind me was a term that was used for a runner who once he got the lead, he would never look back at the other runners. Matter of fact, he would just absolutely forget that they were actually in the race with him. He would focus completely on the finish line in front of him. Why? Because he knew that every time he looked back, he lost a step. And all of us know people who are trapped in their past. They've been wounded, they've been hurt, maybe they're, they're currently trapped in guilt or shame or past failures, and they just can't seem to move forward. Every time they look back, they stumble and they lose a step. But Paul says, listen, I refuse to get stuck in my past. I can't do it because, because there's no future in the past. And remember, if you remember, Paul had quite a past. He was personally involved in persecuting believers. He says at one point in scriptures, he says, listen, I was the chief of sinners. Matter of fact, if you look at Philippians 3, 5, and 6, he mentions some of his shortcomings and even some of his accomplishments. But then he says in verses 7 through 9, he says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He says, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. He says, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Paul says, the past, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, he says, is a waste compared to my future of knowing Christ. Matter of fact, he says, my past is garbage compared to my future because I've gained Christ. And because of that, he says, I'm all about him now. So I'm gonna encourage you to just forget about your past. 
but also put a goal with that. And here's new start goal number two, grab hold of the future and don't look back. The writer of Hebrews chapter 12, verse one says, therefore, since we have been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I think if we were to take a survey of all the people that we know that are currently in our lives at this moment, we would be amazed by all of the people that just feel trapped in sin. Paul says those sins are like weights around our necks that just keep us miserable. Paul says these sins actually entangle us. Another word in the Greek for the word entangle is to ambush. Paul says to throw off the sin in your life that so easily ambushes you out of nowhere. Picture for, for a moment somebody who's running a marathon and there are people standing on both sides of the street just cheering the runner on. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone suddenly jumps out of the crowd and jumps onto a runner's back while they're running. The runner gets ambushed, but instead of getting that spectator off their back, they just keep running the, the race with that weight on their back. If you were a runner, how long could you run like that? Not very long. And yet that's what so many people are trying to do. That's what Paul's kind of, in, what's what he's talking about here. Listen, Jesus took all of the sins of your past, your present, and the future to the cross with him when he died for your sins. And when we trust him to be our savior, we receive forgiveness of those sins. We receive victory over sin through Jesus because he's nailed our past to a cross. And the Bible says he remembers them no more. Satan doesn't want us to know that we're already victorious over past sins. So what does he do? He constantly tries to ambush us by throwing the past in our face. He wants us to carry those things around every single day like weights on our back as we're running this race. But here's the truth. He can't be victorious unless we actually choose to give him ground. Satan has no authority over us unless we choose to give it to him. So forget about the past, grab hold of the future, and don't look back. Here's the third decision that we have to make if we're gonna experience a new start in this new year. We have to press on towards the future. Paul keeps writing, Philippians chapter three, verse 13, he says, but the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, he says, I press on toward the goal. Again, it's, a, it's another athletic analogy. Picture a runner running towards the finish line and he's leaning forward and he's reaching towards that tape with all of his might. And Paul says, that's a picture of how we should pursue Christ. Facing forward, forgetting the past, reaching ahead, eyes on the end of the race, anticipating the finish line. What a picture. Now, notice that there's nothing passive about what Paul's writing here. He describes his pursuit of Christ as a, as a passionate, adventurous race where the runner is giving everything that he has to reach out for the prize. And yet how many people do we know in our own lives who, who have somehow or another allowed the Christian life to become just very ho-hum and routine? Same old, same old. Trapped in fear, trapped in worry that, that, that really never allows them to make commitments. They're just living life to breathe. But I love Paul's attitude here. It's such an encouragement to, to, for us today. He says in verse 12, look back at that. He says, not that I've already obtained all of this, or I've already been made perfect. He says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And what Paul's saying here is this. He says, I'm not perfect. And I've certainly have, have not even come close to arriving. He says, but here's what I'm doing. I'm pressing forward. I'm not gonna be satisfied where I am. I'm gonna grab hold of all that Christ has for me. And here's the new start goal that I, grab, that I want you to grab hold on, the third one, blow the lid off. 
blow the lid off. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, so many people have grown to a certain place in their spiritual life and they're just stuck or, or they've allowed a, a lid to cap off their growth. That lid may represent their past, it may represent a current sin, it may represent a fear or a worry or, or maybe even pride or a lack of self-discipline. But many people, they'll, they'll get to this certain level with Christ and then they just stop and they allow things to go stale. It's like a lid that gets put on their progress and they either get satisfied or stagnant or they wrestle with it and they struggle with it for a while or maybe they even feel guilty about it, but eventually they just settle in and they accept it as the way that things are going to be. And my encouragement to you today on this new day in this new year is just to blow the lid off. Get rid of that lid that is blocking your future growth. Press on towards future growth. There's always more to learn. There's always a sweeter level of intimacy. There's more that God desires to teach you about himself. There's more to go. There's more to learn. There's more to grab a hold on. So blow that lid off. And then finally, here's the fourth decision you need to make to have a new start in the new year is find your purpose. Here's what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter three, verse 10. He says, I wanna know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in death. Here's what Paul says, I love this. He says, I wanna know him. Not only do I wanna know him, he says, I wanna become like him and I want to make him known to other people. And then he goes on in verse 14 and he says, so I do, here's what I do, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul was a man on a mission. He knew exactly why God had put him on earth. He knew his purpose in life. And based on that, he said this in verse seven, he says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Paul was driven to live out his purpose in his life, which was to know Jesus and to be like him. He says, listen, everything else is a waste of time. I don't need any perks. I don't need any, any titles. He says, I don't need awards. I don't need anyone stoking my ego. I don't need a platform. I don't, I don't need anybody patting, patting me on the back. He says, I know what my purpose is. And so here's what my new start goal number four is for this moment. It's develop a purpose strategy. Today, I wanna to encourage you to develop a purpose strategy. At all costs this year, get alone with God and find out your purpose in life and begin to live it out. Let me try to explain this. Several years ago, I was sitting in a conference in California and I heard author Max Lucado make this one statement. He says, God does not exist to make much of us. We exist to make much of him. In other words, it's not about me. It's all about him. Later on in that day, I drove to the Pacific Ocean, matter of fact, Laguna Beach. I grabbed a Starbucks, I sat on a bench and with a journal in front of me, I just began to write out what I believe was God's purpose statement for my life, which was all about his kingdom and his glory. In every relationship and everything I do, I know that's what God is calling my life to be all about. And I know that that will never change. When I was sitting there, it was like giving God a blank check and saying, Lord, you write in what you want to write here. And out of that purpose statement, God has called me to five assignments in my life. Your assignment, your purpose might be different than mine, but my assignments are where I spend my focus, where, they, where I spend my time and my energy. And it, when, I, when I focus on the right things, on the purpose that God has chosen me to live, it helped me to say no to a lot of other things. So here are my assignments. I know, first of all, my first assignment is just intimacy with Jesus. I've not been called to ministry, I've been called to intimacy. 
And so that first assignment, that first strategy is just my relationship with Christ. I want to know Christ and I want my life to be all about his kingdom and his glory. And then the second is, is my family. I know that my family comes before everything else I do outside of my relationship with Jesus. And then the third thing is leading this church, Westridge Church, leading this staff. I wanna build an army that without compromise will reach an entire region and nation and world for Jesus Christ. And then my personal friendships. My personal friendships are important to me and I wanna invest my time into those friendships that God has given me. And then finally, number five, just training and mentoring church planners. Now, how do I stay on track to make sure that I'm hitting my purpose and carrying out my assignments? I take moments where I get away from time to time and I just go through a moment or a season of honest evaluation and even some course correction. And I also have four elders that I, I meet with monthly who hold me accountable to these things to making sure that I'm keeping my priorities in place, that I'm living out the purposes that God has called me to live. So today, here's what God has given every single one of us on this new day of this new year. God has given all of us the opportunity to have a new start. He says, my mercies are brand new every single day. So I wanna encourage you today. I wanna encourage you to be honest about the present. Seize the day and make every day count. I wanna encourage you to forget about the past. Decide today to let the past go and don't look back. There's no future in the past. I wanna encourage you to press on into the future. Blow the lid off. Don't allow yourself to be stagnant or stale. Get things moving again. That's where God wants you to be. And at all costs, find your purpose. Find why God has put you on this earth. Know your assignments and devote your whole life to it. Hey, Westridge, I wanna tell you, it's a brand new year. And God has great plans for you in this new year. I wanna just give you his, his new start promise just for you here today. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18. He says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. So Westridge, I wanna encourage you. Hey, it's a brand new year, 2023. We get a chance to put 2022 in our rear view mirror but I wanna encourage you right now to grab hold of this new year. Grab hold of this new year. God wants to give you a new start for a new year. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you've done in our lives in 2022. But we put that behind us right now, Lord, and we just lean into 2023. And I can't wait to see what you have for us. Thank you for all the blessings in the past. Thank you for those lives that we've been able to invest in. Lord, we've seen a lot of people take their next step in becoming fully devoted followers of Jesus. But Lord, you promise a fresh new start for a new year. And so Lord, I pray for every single person that's watching this, this video right now, Lord, as they're sitting in their homes, having church at home, I pray that right now they'll make a decision. Lord, to be honest about the present, to forget about the past. Lord, for, for them to just lean into what it is you're calling them to do, to press on into the future. Lord, blow the lid off. And Lord, at all costs, Lord, I pray that they will find their purpose in life. Father, for those who are watching right now that may have, may have never put their faith and trust in you alone to be their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that at this very moment that they would recognize their need for a Savior, that they will humble their hearts and right now ask for forgiveness. And if that's you today, maybe you can pray something like this. Lord, at this very moment, I recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and I ask him, to be 
my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I put all my faith and my trust in Jesus at this very moment. And it's in his name we pray, amen. Hey, if you just made that decision, I want you to let someone in your house know that you made that decision. Or next week when we come back together, I wanna encourage you to, to walk up to one of our pastors or one of our, one of our team members and let somebody know that you made that decision. We wanna help you to take your next step in being a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Hey, Westridge, next Sunday, January 8th, we're gonna be back in person. I can't wait to see all of you. I've got another vision message that's gonna be just for you and how it relates to your involvement in our church and where God is taking us in 2023. I can't wait to see you. And I hope that you know in 2023, you are loved.